In the third installment of his thrilling Spy Kids series, Robert Rodriguez responded to the previous film's criticisms of poor visual effects with the logical conclusion of, more is less, let's make this one all CGI. With more big names, such as Sylvester Stallone, Elijah Wood, even more George Clooney, and an epic final battle that brings in old friends and new friends alike, it's hard to argue that this one is anything less than the most ambitious crossover event in history. This week, we watched Spy Kids 3D Game Over, and we're going to talk about it today on Purely Nostalgia. Welcome to Purely Nostalgia, the podcast where we look at the movies that we were into as kids with our adult eyes. My name is Eli Smith with a chap in the middle. And my name is Clint with a jazz hands page in the middle of my name. Yes. It's, well, is that... You made that really confusing for me. (laughs) I wasn't ready for these curveballs. I I don't know that I'm going to like introduce myself that way every time. I just wanted to like try that. I was just kind of experimenting. Well, that was trial by fire Here for on me. episode three of Purely Nostalgia, I think we're ready to sort of experiment with the formula and get a little bit weird, if you know what I'm talking about. Get a little bit goofy with get it. Get a little bit weird. Hey, Clint, I heard something about you. <laughs> did you? Yeah, I did. What did you hear about me? I heard you're the guy. I'm definitely the guy. <laughs> you're such the guy. The, Hi, I, oh no, Guy. <laughs> like Guy Fieri. No, I, I had a guy, I had a professor in college. His first name was Guy. And even up until I graduated, he became like kind of a, a mentor friend of mine. And I still couldn't say his first name because I thought it was too weird. But you couldn't, you refused to call him Guy? Yeah. And like after I graduated, he's like, you can call me Guy now. I'm like, ah. So it's mm. not because of the like the teacher student dynamic it's just because the guy the name guy is a weird name to you because his parents didn't come up with a good name for him (laughs) yeah they did a bad job there hey did you have you uh seen any movies here recently okay i'm glad that you i'm glad aside from (laughs) spy kids 3 um i'm glad that you brought that up because there's a big one out this weekend yeah that's why i brought it up oh man it's avengers infinity wars it's and well, there's I just have one not war. seen it yet. It's Infinity. In, oh, war. yeah, I've seen other people okay. saying Infinity Wars too. They're just there's just one war, but I mean, based on the movie, you could argue there's multiple wars going. No, you couldn't really. It's just one war. Multiple well, I'm gonna battles. try that again. Okay, Avengers Infinity War. Event. Well, it's actually Avengers 3D Infinity War game. Oh over. man. Okay, hold on. Let me try this again. Okay. Marvel Studios and Troublemaker Studios presents to you Robert Rodriguez's class action film Avengers Infinity War 3D Game Over Italian Italian Stallion Action. What? You really threw me for a curveball there at the end. Yeah, Disney and Pixar, um, they're a a partnership of the past. Now it's all Marvel and Troublemaker. (laughs) (laughs) Robert Rodriguez is now... Over all of Marvel Studios. Um, <laughs> oh, man. That would... Oh, can you imagine? Imagine, imagine, you imagine the special <laughs> effects. <laughs> uh, it would have been a better movie than Infinity War. No, I'm just kidding. So I did see it last night, and it was really good. You did? I enjoyed it. 
I, I don't want you if you if you tell me a dang thing i will close <laughs> my computer and leave if this if we were going to be like a good podcast what we do at this point in the show is do a bit where we're like oh my favorite part of infinity war was when captain america oh, yeah. and hulk kissed and like just say things <laughs> that aren't in the movie because that's what people do and that's funny these days okay you, you want to do i that mean then? i've i've done that before it's, it's like it's a good joke sometimes if it works yeah we can do it right now let's, let's okay just, now that my, our listeners know the bit we're going to do Let's do it. My favorite, my favorite part was when um, Bruce Banner ripped off his skin mask, and it was actually Ed Norton playing Bruce Banner the entire time, and not Mark Ruffalo. Uh, yeah, that was a good part of the film Avengers: Infinity War. I did not see that plot twist coming. That, I didn't either. That was uh, what happens right before the end credits roll, and it's like it's weird that oh, like, man. Thanos never appears on screen. He's in the trailer so much, <laughs> and everything. And then he comes up. up in the end credits, and he it's everything that you see of him in the trailer in the end credit scenes. They're, right. There's so much like the Russo brothers have been talking so much about how Thanos is the main character of this movie, and then he's not in the film. It's it's all about Hulk. And he peels off his skin, and it's it's Ed Norton. Ed Norton, and he's and he's he's like, "Hey guys, Fight Club Two coming coming soon." That I didn't see coming. That was a solid plug for Fight Club Two, which Fight, Fight Club Two Infinity War is coming out next year. Do you think all the frat boys that love Fight Club would be just down for for Fight Club Two, or oh, would they be like, "Oh, absolutely, oh, it's well, just the, a cash grab." The only prob the only problem is is that whenever Fight Club Two comes out, they can't talk about fight club too good joke got solid joke oh i think that's a good way to close out that that bit (laughs) 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 solid wow we were we really stuck the landing that was that was like that uh, one out of the park that felt like when you're playing tony hawk pro skater and you're like you grab the edge of the the skate bowl or whatever and you're doing all these tricks and you're like and the little thing on the screen is going back and forth and you're like can i stay in the air and then you're like whoa 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 and you fall but then you stick the landing and you get all the points and that's what that felt like because you really you really came through with me for by making that joke where you said the thing about not being able to talk about fight club thank you for i'm that. doing i'm doing the like cheers hands where i'm you know shaking them back and forth by my hand by my head clint you know to show that cheers I'm, hands page clint cheers Ooh. Uh, well, jazz hands. I'm doing jazz hands now, and then I'm doing cheers hands. Okay. Jazz hands first, cheers hands second. Hey. Jazz hands, cheers hands. Okay. Spike is 3D. Game over. Oh, boy. That's what we're here to talk about today. Not Infinity War. <laughs> Not this. We're here to talk about the Infinity War of the Spike Kids franchise, if you will. Uh. Actually, I hadn't <laughs> thought of that until now, but... It, Judging by in the a last way, ten minutes of the movie, I think you can make in, an argument. That, that is that is a very good point because <laughs> in a way, it does kind of everybody just kind of comes together. Yeah, it. I mean, they do bring back every Everyone. character from the Spy Kids movies. Everyone, everyone's got to be in this one for some reason. It was just real important that they get everyone in this one. Hey. Yes, I'm ready. I for what you're gonna say. I I, I didn't enjoy this. <laughs> Okay, this is going to be a fun episode then because I also thought this was a big pile of stinky doo-doo garbage. (laughs) Okay, I was about about to... I was anticipating you telling me that you that you really liked no. it. No. So for our listeners, me and Clint make a point to never tell each other what we think about it until we're recording. And I really, I actually thought by some of our pre 
episode conversation that you were going to like this one. And I thought that was going to be what? fun. What? I don't know. Some, th- some things you said, I was you like, You have uh-oh. a really low opinion of me. <laughs> it's not a good film. And we, we were going into this one thinking, like, this is going to be the one that is bad. And we were yeah. right. Cause and I, we were 100% right. Because we, we thought that Spy Kids 2 was going to be the Empire Strikes Back of the the Spy Kids franchise. And I'm not willing yeah. to completely throw that opinion in the garbage. I'm th- just uh, yeah, I am. I'm I'm throwing the baby out with the bathwater on that one. Pr- <laughs> I don't know if you use that phrase correctly, but um I it's probably well, I've got babies and bathwaters right beside me. So. It's probably worth mentioning. I've been doing some thinking lately. Have you? And I think maybe Spy Kids 1 is better than Spy Kids 2. I think I'm going to say that. Yeah. All I was right. just Good. thinking about them and like I really liked Spy Kids one. I was surprised how much I enjoyed that one, and I was just it's, really let down it, by it. It's smoke. far more endearing. Y- yes, yes. I I think if Spy Kids two had been as good throughout as it was for the first like forty minutes, I would have loved mm-hmm. it. But it kind of falls apart toward the end. Oh, absolutely. Um, but Spy Kids three D game over. Not Spy Kids three. Spy Kids three D game over. Yeah. Well, is, there are conflicting posters. Because yeah, some of yeah, them I've will say both. Spy Kids 3, game over, and then others will say Spy Kids 3, D, game over. I think what I saw was Spy Kids 3, game over, because at no point did it tell me to put on my 3D glasses. Oh, no, no, no. I, I saw this one in in staggering three-dimension. Did you? Yeah. And I do not like 3D movies. <laughs> not one bit. Oh, I was saying what I watched um, for this episode. I did see it in 3D as a kid. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I saw this one in in two D. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, what was what's your experience with this one? Um, this one is one of the only movies, or not one of the only movies, but the only Spy Kids movie that I can clearly remember seeing in theaters. Okay, I can remember. I the think same movie. Th- I I can remember the movie theater I went to. I can remember where I sat in the movie theater, and I remember who was sitting beside me. Who was beside you? Uh, to my left, popular was character my... actor Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> yeah, he really stretched his chops with this one. <laughs> but uh, to my left um, was my grandmother, and to my right was my older sister. I'm glad and, you got your grandma um, to the theater for this one, Clint. Yeah, <laughs> it was her final wish. <laughs> <laughs> She wanted uh, to see. Re- <laughs> uh, she wanted to see one more time. She wanted to Ricard- see. Sylvester she wanted to see Rick- last time on the. She wanted to screen. see Ricardo Montalban in his last film ever. Wait, and who is that? It- Grandpa. Was this his last film ever? This was his last movie. Oh no, <laughs> Ricardo. Ricardo Montalban. This Ricardo, was his final I'm so film. sorry. He's now in Fantasy Island. Oh no! Oh yeah! Moment but of silence I, for that. Do you remember? This um, was his last Jedi to if he was Keddy Carrie Keddy Carrie Fisher. <laughs> this is like yeah. This yeah. is his big movie. Yeah, this was his his last hurrah. Oh, Ricardo! When we get in, when we get to heaven, I'm giving you a big old hug. Except you're not going to heaven because you made this movie. <laughs> because this is his final movie, so he gets sent straight to hell. <laughs> oh, that's sad. Okay. Um, but um, I, do you remember um, the Bijou movie theater? Yeah, in Chattanooga. 
yeah, this is that's where I saw it. Mm-hmm. Okay, when I was a kid. Yeah, I remember that theater. I don't. I think the movie, the only movie I ever saw there was Garfield Two: A Tale of Two Kitties. <laughs> I just had water come out through my nose. <laughs> I don't even remember seeing Garfield One. I just remember seeing Garfield Two: A Tale of remember. Two Kitties. I saw uh, Spy Kids Three there, and then with, with my dad uh, and my sister and my brother, uh, we saw uh, Santa Claus Two there. Oh, hey, that one was pretty good. No, it's it was, my least favorite actually. of the Santa Claus trilogy. But That's the one hey. where he uh, has to find a wife or he's no longer Santa. Bit of a teaser for the future of this show. I think it would be really fun to do a Santa Claus series around December. What was that? I think it would be fun to do a Santa Claus series around December. If oh, we, yeah, 100%. Um, or Home Alone. We'll see. We're definitely going to do some sort of Christmas series, like the Spy Kids series. Yeah, sorry, I sorry, I said what was that? It was just like I got distracted by a sound behind me, and then I'm in my attic, so there could be murders we're, up we're here for to all I know. We're trying to record a podcast here, and I I would appreciate it if your head was in the game. All right, yes, sir. Um, yeah. What was your experience with this? I okay, so I, um, I've told people in the past, pretty recently, I think that the first movie I ever saw in theaters and walked out thinking that was a bad movie was <laughs> Star Wars a Clone Wars. You didn't that didn't go where you thought it was gonna go. No. The anima- no. animated film. I've that's been a thing that I've oh, told people yeah. that was like my entrance to adulthood. And r- I'm realizing now that that is not true because I know oh. that I walked out of the theater thinking that is not what I wanted from the Spy Kids franchise when I saw mm-hmm. this. I saw it in theaters, I know I don't remember who I was with or what theater I saw it at. Well I do remember what theater I saw it at. It was uh, the Regal um, that they used to have at Northgate, but now they don't have any Regals in Chattanooga. They do, but not. Yeah. It's a Carmack town. Well, AMC. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Sorry. Sorry for saying Plug. Carmack. <laughs> Plug. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I oh, mean, so you, I, saw it at, you saw it at the old Regal. Yes. Um, I remember that one. It was a dirty theater, and it's yeah, no longer it existent. And I didn't like it. I didn't I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy the film when I watched it on the big screen. It was rough. Yeah. So Yeah, you saw it in three D, didn't you? Yes, I did. And I don't know if that you had the option not to. Yeah, probably not. Um, so it's either get vertigo or don't see the movie at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know but the three D at the time, I mean this was two thousand three. Three D was not good at the time. And it no. was like um forced. I remember the 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 theatrical uh, trailers for this movie had that scene where Carmen sort of reaches through the screen with her big claw hand, and like yeah. it would like show someone in the audience like jumping and spilling their popcorn, <laughs> and and there's a lot of moments in this movie where they try to like be like remember this is 3D and they like have something point at you <laughs> in the screen. Whoa! And yeah, watch- whether it's like Sylvester Stallone's hand reaching <laughs> out to you. Yeah. That, and it's like not not like moments of action in the movie. It's like, mm-hmm. well, I better I better sweep up this room, and they grab a broom and like <laughs> point it at you. Whoosh, or something. Whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So actually, I I think I'm willing to say that as much as I didn't like this as a kid, I liked it even less as an adult. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, there wasn't just. I mean, we'll get into this, but like. There's just so many things about this movie that are just bad. Even like, 
like it's also it's a bad movie, but it's also like a bad Spy Kids movie, you know? Yeah, and I'd like to point out this is also something bad. The little tagline at the top of the movie poster. Do you know what it says? No. It says uh, "Spy Kids 3D Game Over Third Mission Third Dimension." Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> That's pretty ba, right? <laughs> That's good. That's no. Oh, I, I, is this I have really the cl- third mission? They didn't go on any missions in between the first two Spy Kids movies. I guess not. No, but th- this movie I remember specifically um, seeing commercials for it on TV, and uh, this was the one where they were like, "You can watch it 3D at home as well with your family." Oh, and uh, yeah, yeah, and then there's like a family sitting on their couch watching the movie with her 3d glasses on and then carmen's reaching through the television like what you said and they're just like at home watching it yeah that's how i do you remember that enjoy it. yeah i do remember that i I'm, i mean i've never saw this movie again after seeing it in theaters i was not about no. to make my mommy spend money while pretending to be santa claus um to give me this film on i guess it was vhs at the time i don't know Whew, bad movie. Uh, yeah bad oh, yeah really um Okay, so we're going to get into talking about this movie full force, but um, normally I would, uh, normally we would kind of work through the plot um, um, sort of scene by scene and talk about, you know, whatever whatever we want to talk about from each moment, mm-hmm. but and instead of doing that, I, f- I feel like the guy who wrote the, the plot summary on IMDb just really killed it in like a paragraph, so this might be like a 20, we're at, it might be like a 25 minute episode this week. So, okay. because I'm just going to read this and then we'll probably just close it out. We'll be done. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. All right. So this is from IMDb. This is the plot summary. When you click on plot synopsis on IMDb, the big movie website, this is what's on there for Spy Kids 3D Game Over. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Here it goes. This is the third movie of the series. The premise of the movie is one that Alexa Vega, Carmen Cortez, is caught in a virtual reality game and Daryl Sabara, Junie Cortez, her brother, must get her out. The Spy Kids go into this video game to fight the toy maker played by Sil- Sylvester Stallone. If you remember the movie Tron, you will see about the same thing in this one. <laughs> the, character- the characters in the game have a certain number of lives, and they must fight to get to the fifth level to win. Douglas Young, the movie guy. <laughs> so thanks for tuning in this week. Um, you have anything you want to add? I think <laughs> I think we got it. I think we got it. No, in I think we're good. <laughs> well, definitely, I agree with this statement that if you've seen the movie Tron, you will see about <laughs> the same thing in this one. You literally could have uh, just switched the movie titles around and been like, this is a review for Tron. If you've seen the movie Spy Kids 3, you'd get about the same thing. You will see about the same thing in this one. <laughs> oh, I mean, oh, boy. also, if you have seen Ready Player One, you will see about the same thing in this one. Uh-huh. I mean, that's kind of the obvious joke. But, you know, it's true. You will see about the same oh, thing in this man. one. You know, boy goes into video game, boy meets girl in video game, boy wants to kiss girl, boy does not get girl's email address, boy, um... Boy makes grandpa walk again. 
<laughs> I don't know if that was it. Well, there is like, I mean, Ready Player One is basically the same story as Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, except not really. It's like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory if there was like terrorists that blow up trailer parks. Is that hey, a spoiler? Uh, hey, I'm, what I'm going to do right now, just because you read a pretty good uh, plot synopsis of that, is uh-huh. I'm on IMDb right now, and I'm looking up user reviews. Okay. And all I'm going to do is read you the title from some of these user user reviews, okay? I like this. Here, here's this one should be a regular from, thing. Here's one from Charles Harold, and it's just titled Irredeemably Stupid. Can I say, say something to Charles real <laughs> yeah, quick? Yeah, yeah. You got two first names, bud. You're uh, irredeemably uh, stupid. <laughs> here's one from user anonymous that just says Latin magic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? He did not want people to know that he wrote that review. I mean, it is Latin magic. <laughs> it is, yeah. I mean, at best, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Latin magic uh, is he- Harry Potter because all the spells are just Latin words. <laughs> if you have seen Harry Potter, you will see about the same thing in this one. Here's one from uh, Scooby Doo Guy sixty nine. Oh, uh, Scooby Doo Guy sixty nine. You, you got it. You got the best name. Hey, score. It's hard to believe that that one wasn't taken yet. Uh, this be, is just been on there for years, dude. It just says uh, it may be three D, but this film is still flat. Oh, so I mean, um, that's just a good. That was clutch. Right there. That that's was clutch. It. That's it. I mean, uh, it, it was flat. Yeah, uh, flat's a good word to describe this movie. Go ahead. I'm going to find one more. Um, give me a second. Uh, okay, here is a 10 out of 10 review from uh, H.C. Alderaan 1. Alderaan, uh, like the the planet from Star Wars? I think so. Like yeah, it's spelled the same. Up. Okay. Uh, and it just says, Lost in Computer Land. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's it. That's true. <laughs> they're not wrong. That's true. They're not really lost. They know where they're going. They're trying to get to level five, dude. Uh, can I read one more, please? Yeah, you can read one more. Okay. Uh, this is from Matcha Schmook. Uh, oh, wow. And it, it's, this is a one out of ten rating, and it just says self-indulgent waste of e- electricity. Ooh. <laughs> Matcha Schmook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he had some strong feelings. The claws are out for that one. He, he called... He called the electric company and was like, "Can I get a reimbursement for, for watching this on my TV screen?" <laughs> okay, here's a really short one. Uh, I'm gonna read the whole thing really fast. This is from Jerry Kendall. All right, and uh, there is no rating on it. Uh, it just says your reward, and uh, the, the whole thing says, "I saw the DVD of this the other night." It is dumb, 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 <laughs> and red slash blue grasses make the film basically unwatchable, but the kid I saw it with loved it. Uh, I'll touch back on that in a second. Uh, it says, if you are an adult, your reward for managing to sit through this film is hearing Ricardo Montalban refer to the Corinthian leather on his wheelchair. That's it. There is uh, exactly one gag in the film targeted to adults, and it comes close to the end. So that's I wonder what that one gag is because I'm not sure what that is. I well, it's uh, here's a little bit of trivia. The uh, Corinthian leather like thing that they just mentioned. Uh-huh. Ricardo Montalban did a series of uh, car commercials. Uh, let's see who it was for. It was for uh, the Chrysler Cobra. He did those during the 70s, and the Chrysler Cobra is f- uh, famous for their upholstery being made out of Corinthian leather. Ah, okay. And so that was his kind of uh, 
wink to the uh, the people who were alive in the in the 70s going to go see this movie. Now that I know that, I would say probably Spike Kids 3D Game Over is a good film. It's the best film actually. <laughs> um man, Use that's your good reviews stuff. aside. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh just kidding. We're not going to do a short episode. We're going to talk about this uh movie in more depth, but first a quick um message from one of our sponsors and then we'll get into it. Today's episode is brought to you by Applebee's. With over 2,000 locations nationwide, Applebee's has brought casual dining to the next level by bringing a high-quality and affordable culinary experience to the working-class American. Stop by today and get yourself a dollarita, which is exactly what it sounds like. A margarita for a dollar. But please, tip your bartenders. I know it probably seems really fun to just hand your bartender a crisp $1 bill and get a margarita in return, but remember, there's tax, and while the standard dollar per drink tip rule for bartenders may seem steep, putting you at a 100% tip, it's the least you can do to support the workers of America's finest restaurant for the lower middle class. Applebee's, welcome to the neighborhood. We'll save you a booth. You actually messaged the bees from our Purely Nostalgia Twitter account. Yeah, I tried to get that sponsorship now. Actually, I didn't. I just kind of planted that seed to start the relationship. I said uh, we. W- I told them of our goal to be the first podcast to ever be sponsored by Applebee's, and uh, they they actually did respond, <laughs> and they said <laughs> uh, we. I don't think they understood what I meant by the word sponsorship. They thought I was like from like trying to get them to sponsor a local event, and they're like, "Well, you'll have to talk to your local Applebee's." So I our just, softball team. I didn't feel like explaining to them that, that no, I want them to give me money every month, and then we're going to talk about them on our show. But I just however, said, thanks Applebee's. I love you. <laughs> however, uh, I are we a Chattanooga or Knoxville based podcast? We're Let's determine East, that we're first. East Tennessee based podcast. East Tennessee based podcast. Yeah. Okay, so any East Tennessee Applebee's yes. that want to have us. <laughs> At their facility, talking it up, uh, you know, making drinks, making food, making jokes for people, and just, you know, having a good old time at their facility, we'll do it. It would be really fun to just be sponsored by one Applebee's. By j- <laughs> Okay, let's determine right now which Applebee's are we going to be sponsored by. I would like for it to be the one at Northgate Mall in okay, Chattanooga. Okay, deal. deal. I think we are, we... That's the only one I've ever been to, I think. Yeah. I used to okay. go there every Monday and get half price apps um, with some friends. We <laughs> went there every Monday. They have really good boneless wings. When you were in oh, high school? Oh, man. This was supposed to be a joke, but I just really like talked from the heart about how great Applebee's is. <laughs> so the Applebee's near, you say Northgate? Uh, yeah. Yeah, the Applebee's near Northgate Mall in Hickson, Tennessee. Come on down. We will host your events. Slide into my we DMs. Will- we will talk about your local softball teams. We will try your new food. We will be there. We will be there for you. Clint, we cannot put this off any longer. We have to talk about this horrible movie. Ugh. Hey. <laughs> All right. So I, I am going to go ahead and start with three things that I did like about the movie. Okay. Let um, me try and think of mine. Okay. You don't have to, but okay. I've got these prepared. Three good things. First two okay. minutes of the movie, really funny. <laughs> we'll we'll okay. talk about that in a second. The first scene I thought was really, really funny. Good joke. Uh, it, two, number two, gets right into the action. They do not waste time. Right Mm-mm. into it. No, no, no time. No time. No, no, time, no explanation. <laughs> no, no explanation needed. I mean, hey, we're in a video game. We got to save Carmen. Uh, three, very short film. Hour and 24 minutes. Um and it felt it feels even shorter than that. I feel like, yeah. which is 
you know, normally like a bad movie, you'd be like, it feels really long, but I don't know. It felt like a short movie. Good, good short I, movie. I, Not good. I will say <laughs> one thing that this movie teaches you is to always forgive and, you know, That's always true. see the good in people. And it's not just the ending of the movie that we see that, which we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. But Agent Donegan has his has his job back right. and he's not in prison. <laughs> he's just back at the OSS after trying to destroy the world. He's fine Under now. supervision he's of his wife. wife. He's got yeah. a wife, which I think they said she's his new wife, right? Huh. Oh, they didn't? I don't think so. No. Okay. All right. I, I, so. I thought he was like. Which, if they did, I didn't think he really was the funny. mother of Gary and Gert. She was the mother of Gary and Gertie. I don't know. Okay, but I don't know. E- either way, uh, you know, this just teaches you to forgive and forget, and uh, you know, everything will be all right. Yeah, it's all good. Hey, everything's fine. Everything's mm-hmm. fine. Donigan, get back in here, man. We need you. We need you to help. Shut we need you to be here game. as the president of the United States. Oh no, yeah. that's a uh, no. That's uh, no. That's uh, ravioli. I don't know why Devlin. I said that. I just Devlin, yeah, Ravioli, same yeah. thing. Um, so the yeah, first scene of the movie that I did really enjoy was uh, <laughs> it opens on Carmen kind of wearing like a trench coat, or not Carmen, Junie wearing a trench mm. coat, and he's he explains to us um, that he is a private investigator now. He has left the OSS, which we saw at the end of Spy Kids Two: Island of Lost Dreams, um, and he's a private inv- investigator. And instead of getting getting to see a lively theme park at the beginning, we see a uh, a closed down water park, just some, some like dry water slides, and he's just walking around like sullenly, and uh, and he with that like rah, 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 <laughs> he up with this girl <laughs> that's wearing like a fur coat, and he's like, I figured it out. <laughs> they shut down, the, they shut down the water park in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> Which you know, do you know who that little girl was? No. Uh, are you serious? I don't. Get ready for this one. That was Selena Gomez. I need a moment. Yeah, this was the first on-screen appearance of Selena Gomez. I did not know that. Go back and look at a picture of her right now and tell me that. That's going to take too long to pull up. But I'm going to... Yeah, that was Selena Gomez. Well, no, let me try one quick Google search. Spy Kids Selena Gomez. Yeah, you're right. On, that's on, a Selena yeah. if I've ever seen one. Yeah. Wow, Selena did not know that this is where you got your start. Yeah, um, so that's it's got that going for him. That's true. Yeah, helped her career out. I did think that was incredibly funny, but that, because <laughs> the her big mystery is like, why is there no water in the water park in the winter time? And he's <laughs> they like, shut it off they shut the it off. And she like <laughs> slides him a wad of cash, and he walks away. <laughs> and I, actually, like when that happened, I was like. Oh, this might be good. <laughs> like, this or really... I, I thought it was really funny because she said like one, or she said two words in the in the whole film. What does she say? Uh, he's he's like, I figured out why there's no water here, and she just kind of looks off and goes, "Pray tell." <laughs> and I thought that was really funny. <laughs> yeah, good scene. All downhill from there, though. So uh, <laughs> Junie's retired. He's a private eye now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think he lives with his parents. <laughs> He's, he lives, he lives in the treehouse. Um, but uh, we find out that Carmen's missing. Um, so he, well, he hasn't seen her since Christmas. Right, apparently. yeah. He's or his parents, for that matter. Yeah. Who's taking care of this kid? It's no pretty insane. Um, but he, he, so there's this big video game that came out. It's like the biggest virtual reality video game ever. Junie's pretty excited about it. Um, yeah. But then he finds out uh, Carmen's missing. 
So uh, he, he ends up going on one last mission for the OSS to find Car uh, Carmen, who is in this video game. Uh, they know where her physical form is. She's floating in this chamber, um, yeah. but she's lost somewhere in the game. And so we just know that the toy maker has made this game. He was imprisoned in cyberspace by the OSS at some point, um, but he made this game called Game Over. Um which is a VR video game where he, uh, you just kind of go around this world and like and, and do fight. some things. Yeah, you just do some things <laughs> in the world. Um, which uh, VR that was like a fairly new concept back then, wasn't it? Uh, I mean, I think the concept of VR had been around for a while, but uh, it definitely oh. was not a thing that like people were like doing regularly. It wasn't like it highly accessible. Yeah, yeah, and if if it was, it was just like you're in like kind of a blank space where some squares are flying at you and you swat your hand to like swat them away or something. Um, oh yeah, I remember that now. Like the thing one that you could put Chuck on top e. of your TV. Yep. Yeah, uh, I remember now. So, um, but that was all kind of VR was at the time. So yeah. he goes into the game. Um, pretty early on he meets Francis, Arnold, and Rez, who are uh, mm -hmm. three boys just uh, looking to make their way through this game. They're beta testers. They are beta testers, yes. So the game has not been released to the public yet, right? Uh, it was. Or I think you it? could like. I think you could like pre-order it. Okay, I guess it, like that. Uh, well, they were in line. Um, there was a yeah line. because so yeah it, yeah yeah because uh, it didn't officially launch until uh, midnight because remember they said at after midnight a bunch of gamers from around the world would flood in. That's right. That's right. So these yeah. beta testers um, are kind of pros. One strong. One's cool. One smart. <laughs> supposedly, <laughs> Arnold's the yep. short guy. He's strong. And he's strong. He's strong. That's what they tell us. That's um, what they say. So uh, level, but level one of the game, and I guess this is before he meets them. Is Frogtown, right? <laughs> yeah, well, whatever that is. Yeah, Frog Frogtown. That's a good way to put it. He just he's in this like PlayStation One video game esque world, which was like if that it is like a Game Boy Color. Yeah, well, um, I guess I don't know. I think this was Spike is being like, we already can't do CGI. Let's just like make that the thing. Like they're in a video guess, game yeah. with not great graphics. And oh man, it just didn't really work for me. Yeah, <laughs> man, yeah, they they weren't wrong. Not we're great not graphics. wrong. I mean the that that's what you said before we started recording that made me think. Oh no, did Clint like this? Was when you were oh, like, really? oh yeah, because you said something about how they they comment on the fact that the the frogs don't look super realistic, and you're like, it was so self aware. And I was like, oh Clint, I don't know if self aware <laughs> is the word I'm gonna use to describe this movie. No, no, no I know what you mean though. Um, but the the frogs don't look good. He gets attacked by frogs mm -hmm. on pogo sticks, and he goes pogo frogs. So I guess it's a concept he's familiar with. Yeah, it's from the hit game Pogo Frogs. Yeah, Pogo Frogs. It's just which is like Battletoads, but um, much mm -hmm. much much better. Um, so that's level one. I think he makes it through that pretty easily, but he doesn't know. I th so he doesn't know how to get to level two, right? And that he has to ask. Uh, yeah, and then he asks. He asks the boys, which they they deceive him and pretend to be his friend, but in reality, they just want to murder him. Right. They just want to murder him. The game murder him though, right? Yeah, and yeah, probably in real life too. Probably but. that too. So they they tell him to bounce on this target and it'll send him to the moon. Um, and that's and how he's he just like, and, and Junie is a, a, a dumb boy. You know, you would think that he wants this game so badly at the beginning. Mm -hmm. You would think he would at least be like semi-familiar with it or at least have done some research. But he's just like, so, okay, so I just run headfirst into this target and I guess level two is the moon. 
Yep. Uh, yeah, and but, so before you know, he, he gets into level two, though, he's given an, the option to bring in an ally. Um, right. And so while get, he's on the moon. Yes. So he chooses to bring in his grandpa mm-hmm. from Spy Kids. Okay. 2. Okay. Can I talk about that for you a second? You can talk about that for a second. Okay. So I had one of the biggest laughs at that part. Okay. During the whole film, and it probably it was not intended to be funny. Um, whenever they were like, he's like, bring up my family. And it was going through like the list, the roster of his family. Uh huh. And it was like, uh, Gregorio Cortez, pros, knows karate, uh, you know, stealthy, cunning. And then he's like, show me grandpa. And, uh, it, it said, uh, grandpa, something, I can't remember his real name, but, uh, pros, superior intelligence, cons, physically disabled. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I thought that's that was. A, I laughed so hard at that. It's like, yeah, that's not like that's not nice at all. No, <laughs> that's not a nice way to talk about someone. Cons physically disabled. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, but he gets into the game, and uh, now he can walk. Which you know, um, he just gets scanned in. Mm-hmm. So what was all of his family on standby? Yeah, that or was did weird. they just like? Did they just? J- they were all like in the bushes waiting by their respective family members, and then whenever he chose one, they just like jumped and tackled him and put chloroform over his face. I guess so, because they kind of. Re- I mean, Junie just goes like, "Oh wow, that was fast," but yeah, it does make you wonder like, where was he? Yeah, <laughs> he's just ready. He's at his local Applebee's. You know? <laughs> I need everyone to be at the Applebee's between the hours of two p.m. And 9 p.m. in case Junie chooses you as his ally. They've got half-price apps. Um, uh, the Burmese wings are pretty good. Get the blue cheese, not the ranch. Um, I disagree. But, yeah. I went there uh, every Graham- Monday for, like, <laughs> six months. So I don't That's true. You're that. the pro compared to me. Yeah. But you know the CEO, so I guess it's kind of even. Fair. Um, but, um, yeah, Grandpa gets placed into the video game. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, then a, a thingy floats down, and what does it say? Like super legs or something like that? Yeah, something like that. He's got legs now. It's like it's this uh, power pack, and it makes Grandpa like nine feet tall. He's very tall in this. Mm-hmm. Although it was it was not him. His head did a very good performance in this movie, but that was really it. Yeah, it, yeah, he did a great job. His head. I mean, he was in it. Like he was in it to win it. I have no problems with his performance. But uh, I, yeah. So they go into level two, which is robo suits. Um, <laughs> they get these big, giant, rock'em sock'em robots where you like stand mm-hmm. on where the head would be and whatever. I guess it's like whatever your movements are. The the robot mimics. Yeah, you just track them. It's on like a treadmill type thing. Kind of Rugrats in Paris style. Um, oh we'd yeah, love to do yeah. an episode on that in the future. We, uh, yeah, we are. I we guarantee are. you, we, we are. Definitely are. <laughs> um, so he fights. Uh, so Junie has to fight this uh this girl robot who's a girl on a robot like his. It's purple. This He's got a anatomically female robot. Yeah. <laughs> um and uh they fight. <laughs> I guess it's like it's a fine fight. I don't know. What did Junie, you think about that? Junie's scene? very like stumbly on the robot at first. Yeah. And then within seconds gets the hang of it. Yeah, and then he's uh well he's the guy. And then, and, and then he beats up a girl. Yep, he does. He just beats her right up. He no. beats her right up and kills well, he, her. He doesn't kill her. He's well, <laughs> you know, and he he hurts her enough to where they're like, pull her out. She's yeah. gonna die. Yeah. So he he 
um, he like runs around the stadium and that makes her spin or something. <laughs> I didn't really understand yeah, he, what was he going run, on. He here. runs around the stadium and then, uh, much like John Cena, he RKO's her and you know just tackles her. And, yeah. Uh, no, he just and, he and taps her. Down. He just pushes her and she kind of falls over because she's dizzy. Oh yeah, she's dizzy. Apparently. Apparently, get this, kids. If you're listening to this, children, if you're gonna get in a fight in high school or in middle school, just run around them enough to make them dizzy, and then you'll win. Right, because everyone is so stupid that they're just gonna turn in circles trying to follow where you are, and then get real dizzy, and then you just kind of tap they're, them on the shoulder and they fall. They're over. just trying to w- keep up with your fast movements, and then you know while they're trying to keep up, then you just go up and tap them, and they die. Yep. So he wins the fight. Wish I would have known that. <laughs> Good advice. Um, teaching get kids good fight strategies. Good beat-up advice. Yeah. Good beat-up advice and Spike is 3D game over. So uh, he wins the fight. He meets the uh, the beta testers again. Who, yeah, he, um, gets like sh- he gets like slingshotted back uh, to level two. Yeah. Or a and different part of level two. They think he's the guy, which is which, the guy from the, the poster for the game. Yeah, which uh, we'll we'll post we'll put a picture of what the poster looks like on our social media, so everyone can use this as a reference. Yes, but he's supposed to be like, you know, video game Jesus, more or less. Yeah, I guess so. And he he, uh, I mean, it fooled me. It really looks like Junie. He's got the same like power suit yeah. and the same same spiky little hair. Spiky little hair. Yeah. Um, so and he just kind of goes along with it. I don't really know who the guy is. I I, I don't understand his significance really. But he's yeah. just—he's just a guy. He's—he's um, uh, he's their Moses. He's supposed he, to lead them to the promised land. He's going to lead land. them to the promised land, which is level five, um, mm-hmm. or whatever lies beyond level five, I guess. Um, so they, yeah. but glorious uh, riches. Rez—he's the cool one, right? He's yes. not convinced that Junie's the guy, so he challenges no. him to a mega race, um, which man, is oh man. Mario Kart, I guess. Um, and they. Uh, which will get them to level three if they yeah. do the race. So, um, and so he he does this race, and um, they try to like trick him. He's like, push that button that says don't push, and Junie's like, okay, and uh, he yeah. pushes it. And, and, like, and, and his out. big old his big old uh, cart that throws pies. Yes. Good, and uh, good we, Mario we need Kart to mention fun. we need to mention that the girl that he beat. Um, you know, she just gets dragged off into nowhere, and then whenever we uh, we see them starting the race, this uh-huh. uh, motorized unicycle comes in front of them. Oh, and you're right. And then a person in very similar um, attire to what the girl wore in the Rock and Sock and Robot scene, uh, she comes up in front of him and does, you know, the like finger across the neck, you know, like you're gonna die type of thing. Yep, yep. And so uh, she's in the race too. And she's, yeah. So yeah, we find out that it, it is the same girl. It is the same girl. It's the same girl. Yeah. Um. And so, uh, and uh, Deus Ex Machina Grandpa comes along the way to offer <laughs> Junie advice. Yeah, you know he he comes along and like when Junie's sliding on the ground, getting serious road rash. Grandpa <laughs> comes up beside him and is like, "Junie, you're supposed to be winning," <laughs> and then like just Junie just picks him up and puts him on somebody else's cart. <laughs> yep, and and it works. He wins. He wins. Junie, Junie wins the race. Buy a um, hubcap is what they say because he slides in on a hubcap. Yeah, and as a reward, he gets some extra lives, right? So he, um, but um, he wants to. Ah, uh, sort of, yeah, kind of, sort of. What do you mean? That comes that comes along later. The extra lives, the little floaty life thing. Oh, okay. Why does he get those again? Uh, because uh, the toy maker 
wants to uh, keep him alive. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, but before that, he they decide that they're going th- him and the three dudes and Demetra, which is the girl, mm-hmm. are gonna like go through the game together. And Grandpa. And Grandpa, yes, the space wizard or the video game wizard. Yeah, that's what they call him, the video game wizard. But we also need to kind of touch on the fact that there are little cutscenes in and out uh, with, uh, like you mentioned earlier skilled phenomenal character actor Sylvester Stallone yeah we do need to talk about that I want to get your thoughts on this question why Mm. was he chosen for this role um he was available (laughs) it's it's very strange I mean they do have kind of a like history of like having the villain be like kind of a big actor but it's just weird like because his whole thing is like he has multiple personalities i guess or they're just like projections of himself in the game that he talks to things he's programmed he's programmed like a uh, a militant self which is this guy in like epaulets and a military outfit uh his regular self which it's it's him and like a waiting for godot style bowler hat um the smart self which is just a nerdy version of him with a pocket protector and a lab coat and then like his loving self which is him dressed up kind of like a hippie yeah, I guess, and, and it's supposed to be you know four sides of a four sides of a circle, you know, type of thing. Sure, but I don't understand why this was in the the screenplay, and they were like, ah, you know who's perfect for this role? <laughs> Character Is actor Sylvester Stallone. Like, yeah, not that I'm like a big fan of this guy, but like Jim Carrey seems someone like that seems like what they should have gone. It seems for. like a more logical choice. Yeah. Yes, however. Sylvester Stallone was asked if he wanted to be in this film and um he has he has I think three daughters or something like that which are would have been children during this time and their so names are Rocket Racer and Rebel yeah he is also ma- he's also married to Robert Rodriguez yes <laughs> but um it, they would have been you know young enough to watch this movie and he asked them if he should take on the role and they were like oh my gosh yes yes my gosh <laughs> So uh, I think he he probably did it in part for his daughters. Hey, he seems like he guess. was having a good time. I mean, I'm not going to judge judge Sylvester. I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it to you. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. Level three is what's next, right? Mm-hmm. So they're all together now. They've formed a, a pact, or not? And they kind of it seems kind of like they like each other now. Yes, Junie, Junie and Demetri. So when he gets those extra lives, that's what I was getting to. Um, he mm. decides, I don't want these. I'm going to give them to this girl that I think is pretty. And so he yeah. give, he crushes them and gives them to her. And <laughs> there's this kind of weird moment where they're like, uh, the other guys are sitting in the background. They're like, does he know what that's worth? And then uh, Rez, I think the cool one, is like, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. He yeah. knows what they're worth. Oh, he knows. And he like gives him this little smile like, I approve of this romance. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they've essentially they've made Junie their de facto leader now. It mm-hmm. used to be Rez, but now it's Junie. Yep, and Junie becomes guy. like, yeah, he be- he starts ordering them around. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that? Yeah, At one he point, he goes, like, he goes like, move it. <laughs> <laughs> He's taking charge. This is Junie's movie. Carmen's fairly in this one. Probably oh, by it's her 100% own choice. Junie's movie. <laughs> do what? Probably by her own choice. They're yeah, like, will I, you I do this? Blame. Carmen, will you do this? Well, they don't call it Carmen. Alexa Vega, will you do this one last Spy Kids movie? And she was like, uh, yes, but can I be laying in a chamber floating for the first half of the movie? Yeah. And they're hey, like, no, yes, that's No fine. offense to Daryl Sabara because hey, I, I want- Hey, offense to him. 
He's not because good I, in this one. I want him to be. Well, I want him to oh, be. Oh, you're on right. This podcast Sorry, I take it eventually. back. Come on, Daryl. Yeah. Come on, Daryl, please. But um, he, yeah, he is not good in this movie. No, he's real because he's not. I mean, this is he's just not like, a strong enough actor to be a leader. This is a sad phenomenon. I don't want to like talk about this lightly because this is something like child actors have to actually deal with. But like, he's not a cute little kid anymore, and now he doesn't oh, have no. acting skills, no. and that's like that's sad for him because like the the kid in Phantom Menace dealt well he was also bad but people just were really mean to him and like bullied him and i don't want to bully daryl sabara but like mm-hmm. he, he has definitely lost the cute factor and it's just like it just feels weird and he's not a good actor and it it doesn't work no and you can tell like he's starting to turn into a, a young a young adult and it's just <laughs> it's kind of weird yeah. like he's not a kid anymore i don't like his spiky hair i want him to have a oh no me either. curly hair um, yeah, I, I miss the curly hair. I miss the I miss curly hair Junie, man. So uh bring so back, hashtag bring back curly hair Junie. Hashtag bring him back. Um level three is where they have to fight each other. So they're like, uh oh, now you gotta fight this person and one of you will be gone and then the other one can move forward. Um and it Yeah, they were like uh it was a um you know the they what what are they called? Like um Beyblades or whatever they called. Did you say Beyblades? Uh, no, not Beyblades. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I just always I, assume that you said Beyblades. Beyblades. Did you say Beyblades? Um, but it was kind of like uh, what they had in Star Trek, you know, those things where they would fight each other. Yeah. The, I, yeah, it's like remember. that. Also, kind of like Beyblades, what to be honest. Kind of like Beyblades, yeah. But they were like, choose your best player. Mm-hmm. And then they look at Junior and they're like, guy, that's you, guy. The guy. And then and they then... go, they go, choose your strongest player. And then they're like, oh, that's got to be Arnold. Arnold, the short boy who the is The short strong. boy with glasses and then, is Arnold. But before they uh, before they go on there, we miss this. They, they say, like, um, or Junie and him have, like, kind of a moment. He's like, why are you in the game? And Yeah, uh, heart to heart. And Arnold's, like, tells him, like, I'm here to, like, save my money or save my family from poverty, which is, like. <laughs> here to save my money. Yeah, I'm here to save, save my money. So, it, and he actually uses the phrase and options. He uses the phrase "save my family from poverty," which seems like a first draft line. <laughs> yeah, um, poverty's coming after him. <laughs> I'm here to save him. Uh, so they, so now Junie knows that, but they 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 have to face each other in this duel, I guess. And uh, so he look, Junie's like, you know, I have to save my sister, and he's like, well, I got to save my family. So they're both gonna try their best in this battle to kill each other. Mm-hmm. But what do you know? Demetra steps in before yeah, after Junie's Junie able to gets lose. knocked. After Junie gets knocked down to 0. 0.5 lives. Yeah, yeah which like which, that, I didn't know that was a mechanic in the game. <laughs> yeah, the whole live system was dumb. I thought because you know if it was measured, you know you got hit once and then you lost a life. Okay, but they would get hit once and then nothing would happen, and then they get hit another time and then they lose like seven lives. Yeah, they they so, could have avoided wow. some of that by having just like a health bar instead of lives. It yeah, would have easily. made a little bit more sense. Um, but yeah, so Junie's getting beat, so Demetra steps in. Um, she swaps places with him, and uh, she's going to fight instead of Junie, and uh, Arnold wins, and Demetra is gone. She has made her sacrificial act to mm-hmm. save Junie for true love. For um, true love. And even Grandpa says, don't fall in love with a video game, like <laughs> after she dies. Yeah. it's uh, And she gone. She and gone. She, yeah, she's gone. Junie's she's sad. Gone. Um, and, he, and he says the classic line, I didn't even get her email yes, address. Yes, which is a very, very good line. Not yeah. enough to make this a good movie, but 
but it was a funny line. Uh-huh. Um, uh, they find, so then after that, uh, they find Carmen. Carmen and mm-hmm. comes back. She's back in the movie. Hooray. Carmen's here. Um, she's got big, a big old four-fingered hand. She does. She's got a big claw hand, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, yeah. That's for the 3D effect. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they, so she tells him that the, the toy maker is, she tells Junie that the toy maker is the reason their grandfather is in a wheelchair. So I guess that makes it a little bit more personal. We don't really get any details about that. I guess we don't yeah. need them. I, I, d- I just liked her line. She goes, Junie, he's the one that put grandpa in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I laughed at that and I shouldn't have. Well, it's, it's just like, it's bad writing. Uh, oh yeah. Like a, it feels like I'm beating up a dead squirrel on the road by saying Spike is 3D has bad writing, but that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Just, um, just keep running over that dead squirrel because it's never gonna not be wrong. <laughs> I do want to say at this point, I think this is where I noticed this: the score to this movie, like the first Spike Kids, had a good score, and yeah. I think the second one was good too. I think they both had really cool music throughout. This one sounds like Bible Man or something. <laughs> It sounds like something I could have made with my, uh, not not my like Casio keyboard that I played with in high school, but the mm-hmm. one I had when I was um, four, and like wow, just ran on a couple of double A's. Bold words. Yeah, I mean that's hyperbole, but it's not. It's so it's so bad. It's very cheap sounding, and it makes me sad. Hey Robert Rodriguez, who hey Rob, um, hey, Rob mm-hmm. which I think he oversaw a lot of the mu- the music in this as well. Hey, Rob, for your next Spy Kids installment, for Spy Kids Mission Critical, he says that he can do a better job than you ever could. He didn't write the score. What are you even talking about? (laughs) He oversaw the score. Did he? I'm pretty sure. Uh, Why? I mean, he's the director of the movie. Okay. Um, Yeah, but I'll do it. I'm down. Mm -hmm. I'll do a way better job. Yeah, music, score by Robert Rodriguez. Are you serious? Cinematography by Robert Rodriguez. Film editing by Robert Rodriguez. So this is the... I think we figured it out, Rob. Yeah. Rob. It it is consistent. You gotta learn to delegate, bud. (laughs) Get Danny Elfman back on board. He did a pretty good job in the first two. Um, Bingo. So... Yeah, they're in level four now, though, which is a lava gorge. <laughs> they gotta, they gotta surf on some lava. Yeah, that makes sense, right? Yeah, um, and that that reminded me of a video game that I used to play when I was a kid. I think it was for PS2. Um, and it's it was called Lava bu- Gorge. It a, no, it's a Buzz Lightyear game based on that cartoon where he's a oh, space ranger. Oh yes, yes. And, uh, level two of that game was. It looked very much like this lava. Yes, gorge, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Are you serious? I do. I know. I mean, I know you know the show. Do you remember this game? I, I'm. I have a memory of it. Yes. That's crazy. Um, yeah, that's just what popped into my head. Um, so they had to surf on some lava. Whatever. I don't care anymore. Uh, just finish. Surprise! Finish the lava's movie. cold. Surprise! Surprise the yeah, they fall in. The lava's cold. It's just orange water. I don't care. Oh, it's Fanta. Uh, it's orange Fanta. Take me out of this movie and this game. Uh, they we're get not through quite it. done yet. Because the no, best part hasn't happened yet. Well, the best part is about to happen. Well, so they they finish level four, lava four, level lava. Lava, the lava level. This is when Rez and the other boys start to think that uh, Junie's the deceiver, right? Yeah, which the deceiver is uh, the Judas Iscariot of right. the of the He's video game. Supposed uh, to trick you into losing, I guess. 
Yeah, he says that he's leading you down the right path, but he's leading you, I think what they say is down a path of destruction or something like that. Mm -hmm. A smart boy tells us that. And then the real guy shows up. Correct. um, Which is played by Elijah Wood. (laughs) Elijah Wood. Which (laughs) this is, maybe I just didn't have my timeline correct, but this is after the first Lord of the Rings movie. Uh yeah, when this movie came out, so he was like very in demand. Well, I'm sure he'd shot all of it. There, I mean, his hair's short, so he was he's all gone. right. Like he's he's big. Lord of the Rings is over. This is the prime time for Elijah Wood. They got him in Spike Kids 3D Game Over for <laughs> two minutes. And um, <laughs> which, albeit he was the guy. Like if people say like, no, Junie was the guy. No, 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 he was the guy the no, whole time. No, he's definitely the guy. He's here's the thing though. Here's the thing, Clint. Elijah mm. Wood's the guy. Oh, yeah. It's not me. He is the guy. No, listen. Elijah Wood, he's the guy. Oh. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he, he dies immediately. <laughs> yeah. He, <laughs> so, he, he, walk, he walks in and goes, cake, and then gets electrocuted, <laughs> and then his life depletes from 99 to 0.5 to 0. So the whole thing about Junie being the guy was just a setup for that joke, I guess. I guess so, for them to get Elijah Wood in the movie. I don't know, man. Whatever. Um he yeah, he he gone. Um He's gone. But they so that he's used up this movie this movie trap so they mm. can go into level 5, which is this uh just kind of purple room <laughs> yeah this, this room of nothing um and then demetra comes back and then guess what turns out she's the deceiver surprise she like uh, it makes me feel weird because she like manifests and then she's like walking kind of weird like she's balancing on something when she walks uh-huh. in yeah i noticed and that I, I don't know it was like that's kind of creepy looking yeah i don't get it um it made me feel weird and she's like uh i'm back it was a glitch in the game uh no yeah, it it's weird, and she's, um, I don't understand her role in this movie. So she she's conflicted. She's not a real girl. She's a program. Hmm. Um, but she she's is not conflicted. a real girl. She's feel she feels bad about Junie or deceiving Junie. She's like, sorry, it's my programming. Um, hmm. but then like they don't really deal with that anymore, and it's just like, ah, I had a crush on a girl, <laughs> but she was just and she wasn't real. <laughs> she wasn't real, and she was trying to deceive me. Yep. Um, she didn't like me the whole time. Yeah, she never liked you, and you never got her email address. So how were you? I mean, listen up, pal. You didn't get this girl's email address, but if you ask me, this girl is an email address because she's just a yeah. robot girl on the computer. <laughs> hey, Junie, I hope you feel silly because you literally fell in love with nothing. You fell in love with an email address. <laughs> um, with, with the Microsoft Paint equivalent. But... uh. <laughs> In or, but she ends up kind of redeeming herself because she she lets them get out of the game. To, yeah, she, she holds the valve open to let mm-hmm. them escape into the real world. Because otherwise, if they got a game over when they were in the big room fighting those big monkey robots, uh, their souls would be trapped in the game forever. Right. And, and then there was a, a portal so to they, let them back into the real world. Right, and they make it out, and the movie's over, and it's great. So what did you think about this movie? Just kidding. No, it's not no, over. No, we are not over. <laughs> it's so the uh, this is just oh man. 
I don't even want to talk about this last portion of the movie. Oh, do you want me to then? Yeah, go ahead. I just, okay. I need to like take a nap. Here we go. I'm laying on the floor right now. So the final part of the movie, they escape. And then they run out to the streets of Texas in front of the Capitol because it's the Texas flag in the back. So you see that they're in Texas now. Right. And um, we don't have to speculate like, about their location yeah, like we did in episode anymore, one. Anymore. We already did that. But, um, they, you know, the earth is shaking. They're like seismic activity, earthquakes, tsunamis, fire, you know, waves, whatever. Um, and... Uh, then Junie gets out there and he puts on his 3D glasses. And what do you see? The the big old monkey robots from level five uh, have have escaped and they're they're in the world and they're terrorizing the city. And uh, Junie's like, we need help. Junie and Carmen are like, we need help. We can't fight them because I think there's like four or five of them or something like that. And uh, then Junie gets on his little watch and goes, call my family. And oh man, <laughs> and then and then like the best part happens. Where, so I uh, did enjoy the scene where we get to see Gregorio like working on that brain. It's like he's yeah. disarming a bomb or something. I'm not sure exactly what it was. I mean, it's the it's brain the fifth, from the first the movie, The fifth right? brain, yeah. Yeah, so, and he's working on it, and he's like talking about how this is the most important thing ever, and he gets a, a, a phone call on his watch or whatever that's like, your kids need you, and he just like looks into the camera and just like... Sweeps his hand swipes. across the desk. And destroys it for some reason as if that was and, necessary. Yeah, then the brains, like, are hitting the screen and <laughs> yeah, stuff. And the screen and cracks. Cracks. And then he flies away via um, rocket boots. Yeah, he jetpacks away. I want to point this out. And then Uncle Felix goes, well, I'm their uncle. Yeah. And then flies away, too. So I want you really quick, Eli, uh, whenever you're editing this, I want you to insert from epi- from uh, movie number two uh-huh. all the times Uncle Felix said, I'm not your uncle. I'm not your uncle. But then uh, whenever uh, he, he calls all the family in, he calls uh, Dad, Uncle Felix, uh, Uncle Machete. Uh, mom, grandma, and then anytime that they jump in front of the screen to come in, it comes up with like letters saying who they are, and it's mm-hmm. like dad, mom, grandma, machete, and and then they get their own individual glasses so that they can see the giant monkey robots, uh, to fight them. And the, you know what this scene feels like to me? It feels like that what? scene in Anchorman where, <laughs> yeah, really specifically like the end of Anchorman two when in they're the fighting 2, in the park yeah. and all these people show up. Because it's just like, why do they need every character from any literally, Spy Kids movie? Literally any character that had any minor significance in the whole Dinky series. Dinky Dinks comes in. No, Dinky Winks. Dinky Winks, whatever. Which I tell, I, you know, they, they then um, they're like, no, our family isn't good enough, I guess. Yeah. And so uh, Junie harks back to a part where uh, Emily Osmond's character in the beginning of the movie is like, uh, you know, everybody's your family. And then he gets on his watch and goes, call everyone. And then uh, <laughs> who do you know comes in? It's Floop and Minion. They come in and they get their glasses. And then uh, Dinky Winks come in. I'm glad in. we f- got to we- ring the Dinkster one last time. We got to, did somebody ring the Dinkster? <laughs> Which, no. surprise, Dinky Winks it was played by Bill Paxton. <laughs> Which I had no idea that... Yeah. Legendary actor Bill Paxton, four-time Golden Globe nominee Bill Paxton, played Dinky Winks. This is a sad, that's, depressing movie. That's hilarious. Yeah. And then uh, the final one, you know, after after uh, Dinkum Dinkums, you know, is mm-hmm. in there. 
uh, Romero from yeah. Island of Lost Toys uh, comes in. He flies in. I don't know if that was a joke or not, but it's Island of Lost Dreams. It, it was a joke. Oh, dang um, it. Sorry. He, <laughs> I ruined the humor. Because, <laughs> I, I mean, I've he, almost said Island of Lost Toys or whatever Misfit it is. Toys. Yeah, Misfit Toys yeah. a few times. Sorry for stepping on your joke. Hey, it's good joke. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> but um, it, I thought the funniest part was um, Steve Buscemi. He comes in and he jumps off a of Sporky and he goes, Did somebody call a loon? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really funny. He's And he's on a flying pig. Yeah. Pig, which uh, here's a quick IMDb trivia fact about uh, this movie really fast. I'm going to pull up, uh, which, fun fact for you, anybody can put in any uh, any IMDb trivia fact, and uh, it doesn't really get screened. However, uh, this IMDb trivia fact comes from User Anonymous, and it says, Steve Buscemi only agreed to make a cameo in the film if... Robert Rodriguez personally assured him that he would be able to keep Sporky the Flying Pig after production was complete. Uh, I don't know so, if that's true because because uh, <laughs> that because it's not real because it's, it's not, not a, real. Yeah. All right. Oh, and then um, you know, move on. They're all fighting. I'm so they tired, defeat. Clint. Clint, hold on. <laughs> <They> de- <laughs> hold on. <laughs> I see, I've been drinking. I've been drinking Powerade for this. I've been drinking Powerade through this whole thing, so I'm good. I see the top. Okay, okay, I'm ready. So they defeat all of the robots, and then a a big Sylvester Stallone robot comes in. Yep. And they're like, "You have. We have to. We have to kill him from the inside." And then Grandpa's like, "I'll do it." And little backstory: Grandpa and the toy maker. Sylvester Stallone used to know each other. Uh, comrades turned enemies is how they refer to them. That's and all. Then, that's really all we know, and we just know that there that's was... That's really all we know. He refers to it yeah. as an accident that put him in the wheelchair. Yeah, um, exactly. That was caused by Sylvester Stallone, the toy maker. Right, because he used to work for the OSS. Yes. Uh, so Grandpa uses his wheelchair and rocket ships up into the, uh, into the toy maker's head, and uh, then they uh, he forgives him, and that's really it. Yeah, then the movie is over. <laughs> yep, then it know. falls apart, and then they're good. Yeah, they they did it. They won, and it just kind of ends. It, it really, and even like Donegan goes, wait, who won? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, what do you and, think? I, Go ahead. Wait, real, really quick. I do want to uh, say a line from the confrontation scene between okay. uh, Sylvester Stallone and uh, Ricardo Montalban. Um, mm-hmm. he, when he's talking about the wheelchair, he goes, uh, he says something along the lines of, um, do you know how hard it was for me to be in this wheelchair? I cannot walk on the beach with my wife. I miss the birth of my daughter and her wedding. And that just kind of made me think, like, whenever his wife was giving birth yeah, to where the now he? Mrs. Cortez, well, did he, like, wheel up to the hospital room and they were like, uh-uh, no dice. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, that does not make sense. <laughs> or, like, it, the the hospital and the wedding venue were just non-wheelchair accessible, so... I guess so. That's... <laughs> I don't know, that, man. Yeah, that made me think. Uh, that that made man. me laugh, yeah. All right, so <laughs> what was your question that you were about to ask me? I was just gonna... <laughs> this sounds like I'm not... This sounds like a joke, but I really was going to just ask, what do you think of the font of <laughs> that was on the screen <laughs> when they said, like, Dad, Mom... <laughs> Oh, I don't think it could have been any better. Uh, uh, yeah, okay, whatever. 
It looked like word art on Microsoft Word. It was a hundred percent word art. <laughs> it was a hundred percent word art, and even the color was like pea green. Yeah. Um. So, what do you think of this movie? <laughs> 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 oh, I liked it. I thought it was yeah, good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Good movie. Spy Kids, thanks for giving us a good movie. Yeah, 10 out of 10. Um, I mean, it's no surprise, obviously, because I said it at the top of the episode, and then throughout, yeah, I didn't enjoy this movie. It was not a good watch. No. I, I, asked, um, I asked Chandler if she wanted to watch it with me, and she said, no, thank you. So... <laughs> I didn't that even kinda... ask anyone to watch this movie with me. I just sat through it myself. Oh, I'm sorry. Alone. I'm so sorry. It was a sad, sad, sad experience. Um, <laughs> I, I <laughs> One thing I forgot to mention is the first, like, maybe 10 minutes of the movie. It's probably less than that before he gets into the game. Like, he gets in the game really quick. Um, Very quick. But the first few minutes is, I think, when they uh, you weren't supposed to have your 3D glasses on yet. And then, like, when mm. he's going into the game, it says, like, all right, put on your glasses now. Um, the first few it was minutes... It like, the top corner will flash or something like that. Right. when you put on your... It feels... It doesn't feel like a movie. It feels like something that would be on the screen when you're in line for a ride at Disney World or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then... Um, or, or, like, how... At the before, I think Regal got kind of famous for this. The, the pre-show things before the movie where you would go on, like, a roller coaster. Yeah. Through, yeah, it like, feels like something like that. Yeah, go and like the um, you know, get your popcorn or your drinks or whatever. That's what it felt like to me. Yeah, um, and then at the end, so I think you're supposed to take them off when they come out of the game at the end. But then yeah. he puts on his glasses to like do battle with the robots. And I think mm-hmm. at that mm-hmm. point, if we were in theaters, there would have been text on the screen saying like glasses on. Glasses <laughs> on now. You're now. supposed to put them back on for that 3D fight at the end. Yeah, it's it like the okay. game is in I, the real world. I do remember, like, I probably have more personal anxiety now than I did as a child, but mm-hmm. I, I do have memories uh, as a kid, like, holding my glasses ready, locked and loaded, ready for the screen to instruct me when to put them on, and it made me really nervous, like, thinking I was going to miss the moment where it was like, put them on, uh, take them off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does add sort of an element of, like, oh, I'm involved with this movie. It makes you kind of yeah. nervous. A bit um, of ownership, yeah. That's what yeah. that's what I want at the movies is to feel nervous <laughs> and and have to do work. Spy Kids 3D game over. Y'all gonna be nervous in this. Y'all one. gonna be nervous during this one. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna echo what you said. I didn't. I did not enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it as a kid. I didn't enjoy it now. Um, my ideal version of this movie. <laughs> oh, is that the segment we're trying? Yeah, let's into? uh let's talk about that. I think right. I'll go first. My ideal version of this movie would be. Well, I almost just said, like, don't do it, but I think it would just be different in every way. I think maybe maybe there's a version of a movie about um, Spy Kids going into a VR video game that works. Um, but Okay. But the fact that it makes the entire environment have to be CGI, just and we know that Spy Kids is not known for being good at CGI. <laughs> like, yeah. That just kind of makes it not work it just seems like a bad idea i think i instead of telling you my ideal version of this movie i would just say spike it's three should have been a totally different thing than what it was <laughs> so just an entirely different movie <laughs> yeah do it again but different rob <laughs> so uh you almost stole my uh you know idea of this movie my okay you know good idea 
Uh, my, you know, best case scenario idea of this movie is that it doesn't exist. I think I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. you. I, I, no joke, because I, I try to write it down whenever t- to prepare for for this, uh, what my ideal version of the movie is, and I just put that it doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess... Junie, well, it seemed like they were setting up for something by Junie leaving the OSS at the end of the second one. I don't know. I think yeah. there is a Spy Kids 3 that could have been good, but I just don't know that I, I have know. the the time or the mental energy to put into it. <laughs> well, that's I mean, you could say that with any movie, really. That's like saying, "Oh, there's a there's a masterful version of The Room that's good," you know. Sure. Yeah. So, you're right. I mean, you can Spy argue Kids that with Spy Kids 3D anything. game over as it exists should not exist. Should not exist. Yeah. All right, I'm glad that we came to a consensus on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got bad news for you. All right, let's take it. There's a guitar in my Oh, dear God, no. <laughs> 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 ah. Spy Kids. It's a movie about some spy kids. They're going on adventures, and they're in a video game. Do you think that we should make Spy Kids for... How about not? Let's just make a movie about Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Clint? Yes. All right, we'll move on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, the three questions that we always try to answer with this, um, I think it's pretty obvious what each of them are going to be for me. All right, our patent yeah, our patent pending uh, purely nostalgia questions, three questions. Uh, they are. Um, is this movie good for kids, Clint? Is, is this movie good for kids? Uh, is let's it? see. Is it? Nope. Um, no, it is not. Absolutely not. Good for adults? Nope. Does this movie stand the purely nostalgia test of time for no. you? No, no, no. No, it does it's not. It's much worse. Not it was bad at the ah. time. It's worse now. It, yeah, it just. It, this is the first one. Now, albeit we've only watched two movies before this for this podcast, but that was painful. Yeah. You know, it was not good. I did not I did have not, a good time I did not have a good film. time watching it, yeah. Um, and so I don't want to end this episode just by talking about um, how bad Spike Kids 3D Game Over was. I think we need to end on some hope and talk about the nature of nostalgia and how um, maybe... Uh, I don't know. It got worse with time for me, but it's kind of cool that me as a third grader in in two thousand three was able to recognize that this was a bad movie. Maybe I yeah. maybe there is something to my opinions from when I was a kid. Like I can't. Maybe maybe we need to hold on to the that nostalgia a little bit more and give our our past childhood selves a little bit more credits for their opinion on movies. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. But the the thing is. I think as a kid I liked it. Oh no. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I think third I think third grade is when you become self-aware. Yeah, you were in second grade at the time. Sorry yeah. for your loss, Clint. Yeah, I know. I'm still a dumb idiot. So I'll write that one on the clipboard. Third grade, that's when you are able to tell if movies are good. If movies are good. Yep. Um and then it probably like turns back off again in like 6th grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's when you start liking, you know, um, prank videos on YouTube. Yeah, fail videos. Oh, Fails. that guy fell off a trampoline. That's hilarious. Ah, uh, that dude. That dude cut his foot off. Oh, fail. that's funny. That's comedy. What a fail. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, so uh, bad movie. So uh, you get a zero <laughs> out of three. This is the, the let's mark this. Let's hang it. Let's let us hang its uh, you know uh, what's it called jersey in the rafters, and let it be known that this is the first one that gets a zero out of three. Yep. Hopefully the last one. Well, I don't know. Maybe not. Um, hey, follow us on social media. We've got uh, at Purely Nostalgia on Twitter. Um, that's the one we kind of use the most regularly, I guess. Um, also on Twitter, I am at Elisha P. Smith. And I am at Clint J.H. Page. The J.H. is for jazz hands. Jazz um, hands. We have a Facebook group also that you can join where we can uh, have some discussions about the stuff we talk about on the show. If you have any mm-hmm. opinions, if you disagree with us, if we straight up got something wrong, let us know. You can let us know yeah. on Twitter too, whatever. Yeah, let's light up that Facebook page to where, uh, you know, if you can suggest things that you want us to talk about. You can also throw in some fun trivia facts. And again, uh, this is all subjective, so just let us know how how wrong we were on yeah. our opinion. We're probably wrong. Spy Kids 3D games o- game over is probably great. Games over. Games yeah. over. That's probably Spy Kids now. 3D game over too. Um, yeah, and also hey. uh, I want to give a personal shout out uh, because I'm going to go um, guest star on another podcast. No, you're not. Uh, you're no- I am. I'm going to guest star on another podcast with um, it was uh, put on by a former professor of mine and his friend his friend, um, and it's called uh, The Punnery. I'm going to be on that on May the 19th, and I'm not sure when they come out. Um, But, you know, give them a listen, because they're they're good, too. Sweet. uh, I'm going to plug us on them, so it's going to be, you know, crossed over. Uh, Cool. Yeah. Let us, remind us again when that comes out. I want to listen to you. I I can't wait for you to do just a great job representing the Purely Nostalgia brand. Um, hey, follow me on Letterboxd, because I'm on there. <laughs> if you want to see what I think about the movies we watch a little bit before the episode comes out, I usually post them on there after I watch it and before the episode goes up, so maybe that's some incentive for you. Um, incentive, not incentive. Incentive, yeah. <laughs> uh, Clint, what's your... I'm Elisha P. Smith, same as Twitter. Um, Clint, what's your Letterbox uh, username? Uh, uh, Terry Nutbutter123. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've been trying to get Clint to get on Letterboxd for a while. I would like for you guys to com- campaign to get him on there. Um, he's He thinks it's hilarious to not be on Letterboxd. Whatever. It's, I, it's a funny thing. It's not like, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a, it's a fun social media. It's like, it's not, I don't have <laughs> a million followers on there, but it's like fun way to keep track of the movies you watch and what you thought of them at the time and see if it changes over time. We'll see if my one and a half star rating of... Uh, Spy Kids 3D game over. Oh, is the one same and a half in a week. stars? Yeah, one and a half. So I gave, uh, I think, Spy Kids 1, 3, and Spy Kids oh, wow. 2, 3 and a half. I think I would is this a- Is this out of five? Yeah, out of five. So I, I I would probably take that Spy Kids 2 down to three. Yeah, it's a good idea. But the um, other one up to three and a half. Uh, maybe, yeah. I don't know. Who knows? So, I don't care. Uh, one thing, it's not Spy Kids related, and I'm sorry, this is my ADD coming into play, but as mentioned before, uh, until I move into my new apartment, um, I'm recording into in my parents' attic right now. And, <laughs> That's um, so funny. I know it's so sad, isn't it? But I, I'm looking up at the ceiling, and as children, my sister and I used to use our attic as kind of a little playhouse. And I can see on the ceiling where it looks like she tried to erase this. Uh, she wrote, "My sister is married, by the way. Has one baby. Has another baby on the way." She's doing very well for herself. Her husband is doing very well for himself. They have a great family. Are you um, going to be the Uncle but, Felix to her spy kids? 
Being, I'm not their uncle. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm. The, oh, you'll I'm, be a I'm machete. More, sorry, I'm more of a machete. Yeah, but uh, I can see where it looks like in Sharpie. She wrote um, all the boys that I hate in my grade, and now I'm going to list them. Uh, there's <laughs> yes. four of them. <laughs> um, I hope you says, made it to the end of this one because this is going to be a great way to end the episode. Uh, there's Chris as number one. Chris, uh, number two. It looks like Mike. Mike, you made it in at number two. Uh, number three, Zach with a K. Sorry, Zach with a K, but you made it in the list as well. And then finally, number the number four, Kevin S. So Kevin S. Uh, you also made it. Oh, Do you think that's on. Kevin Smith? Oh, probably it is. Might be. Yeah, it probably is. <laughs> Get out of here, Kevin Sith- Smith. <laughs> Get out of here, Kevin Sin. <laughs> yeah, more like Kevin Sin, if you ask me. All right, Eli. Uh, I think to call back a bit that we were doing earlier, I think we can only end on uh, me reading another headline from a user review of this movie to end the episode. What do you think? I'm in. Let's do it. All right, this one is by uh, Steve E.G. One, and this was posted in 2003, and the title just says, Thin Story Saved by Great Special Effects. I agree 100% with that review. Disregard everything else we've said about this movie. Um, It's going to ask for listening. How are we ever going to become a huge podcast if you don't keep the relationships you make with CEOs of casual dining chains? He hasn't. He also hasn't returned the car yet, so... Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, he rented a car from you. So you are going to see him again. Yeah, I'm going to see him again. Are you going to tell I him just... about our podcast? Yeah. <laughs> are you going to tell him that we talked about him and his restaurant chain on our podcast? I'm, I'm going to say, hey... <laughs> We want to be. We hear that you've got the goods. <laughs> that you've got you've got the golden ticket to the bees. Hey, welcome we wanna... to my neighborhood. Thanks for bringing the car back. Any scratches? <laughs> You're in my wheelhouse now, big boy. <laughs> <laughs>